Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and uh, I, I too, hate Theseus, just like Josh. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a loud mouth. Yeah, but I'm your, like hate, your it up. hate is clearly more effective than mine. You have more wins under your belt now. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'd be fine dying after Theseus as long as I beat him up. <laughs> that's That's the new goal of the game, just as long as that piece of garbage dies. Yeah, like really, Dad. I don't want out of Hades anymore. I don't, or out of out of uh, the underworld. I just want to shut Theseus up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm Jay, and I followed my co-host's medical advice, which is always a good idea, (laughs) and uh, made made an emergency call to my part-time dentist. Oh, I was like, man, I don't remember giving medical advice. I forget that dentistry counts as 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 uh, health as health related or medicine because it, of it my does. stone fact, teeth, right? Yeah, he uh, he prescribed some antibiotics to me actually, and I feel much better. Oh, <laughs> fantastic! Gosh, yeah, having a better living through chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> tooth related infection is oh gosh, Ugh. yeah, pain. Yes, I didn't even know that could happen. Oh, Josh. Uh, if you ever want to like uh like you can die from stuff that happens to your teeth i know infections you get etc and yeah yeah, some of the if you do any research on that like some of the side effects are are pretty crazy so you know i will say that um i don't actually know how high my tolerance for pain is i like to tell myself that it's high but when i was 16 i had my my i only have one wisdom tooth um, I never, the other three never grew in. Um, and that one wisdom tooth was removed and I got a dry socket oh. and I sat and rolled up in a ball on my bed and basically cried all night long, just waiting for the next day to be able to be taken to the dentist so that he could shove the little gauze thing in the socket. And the pain went away instantly when he did that. But that is probably the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> Well, I'm All Josh, right, well, and when I'm not uh, brushing my unnaturally strong teeth, I, uh, <laughs> I'm i setting up new organization systems for my board game shelves downstairs, which I'm very excited about. So that's how I entertain myself. What's your, what's have, your current system? I have labels on columns now. Uh, there's a column for kids' games, family games, games the wife will play. That's a small column. Uh, card games. <laughs> Legacy games, that's a way bigger column than I realized it was. Uh, epic <laughs> games and war games. So, you know, the epic games is the column where I go 
like that one meme of the of the man sitting on an empty swing set, sitting at an empty cafe table, <laughs> sitting on an empty bench. That's the call that I go to to recreate that meme. Is that the, is that from Narcos? Is that what that's from? Yeah, yeah. That's the drug. <laughs> that's that's him uh, in prison, basically uh, isolated. That is amazing. I oh, need um, I need uh, you to come and organize my board games. They are a disaster. I'm uh, I'm pretty pleased with mine. Yeah, but I'm telling you, the, it's the labels that really took it over the edge. I uh, last Saturday, I, I <laughs> this is kind of funny. I redid my game storage as well, and so. Like Our your personal game storage? Yes, uh huh. Yeah. Okay, all right. So I we have we have a room that's kind of like been my board game room, and I had and it's lined with shelves, and so I had my my board games in there. Um and I moved all of those to our this is a this is a very like Idaho, Utah thing. Our our house has like a uh food storage room. Yeah. That is <laughs> where you uh you know, put your, it's, it's, it's a pretty narrow, uh, basically closet where you are. Surely you can like find your... the equivalent of this in other states though, right? Like in the Midwest, wouldn't this be like a, uh, uh, not a potato cellar. Gosh dang, my Idaho heritage. But... Corn. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah like, he means like, a... like, like a, like a tornado cellar. You mean? Yes. Yeah. That's uh, a tornado yeah, shelter. Sure. Right. Back East. I don't know what. I mean, anyway, it's, it's where you're supposed to put your home canning. Bottles, yes, and yeah, so right. I moved my, I I moved my uh, board games onto those shelves because now the other shelves are uh, Lego <laughs> display, oh. display shelves. <laughs> because you have indeed created a monster. That's amazing. Yes, yes, that's correct. So I I felt kind of bad that I didn't have a Games Workshop story last week, and so <laughs> we have one this week. <laughs> so now you're just inventing them for for our benefit. <laughs> Sadly, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, I this week is the launch of the new core box for Warhunter and Underworlds named Dire Chasm. Okay. And a lot of times when they have a, a launch of a new core product, whether it's a new edition or a new, you know, a new Warhunter Underworlds or a Blood Hammer or Blood Bowl or, you know, whatever they'll i love that you could offer... basically just be making up like words and i would still probably believe it you right know? yes right 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 Blood so drill. They'll... <laughs> <laughs> they'll games workshop will do something where they're like they'll offer bundles of these products and you know it'll be like you know if you order x of this item you'll get a free game and some promotional stuff. And if you do even more, you'll get even more promotional stuff, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, and usually when they do these, um, they, you get the, like the, the free games a little bit early for you to show off in your store. If, if you're the type of person who assembles models and, and demo stuff, I guess, but, um, they, they'll also, it's, it's a little bit confusing because a lot of times, They'll send you an invoice and it'll just be like, you know, the promotional bundle of game items. It doesn't say like, here's 30 dire chasms. It's, it just says, you know, here's your, here's the bundle you ordered. Okay. So, uh, come fast forward to this week. Uh, we, we had like, there was a big backlog of 
new releases or of restock orders that Games Workshop just kind of like sent like multiple weeks, three or probably three weeks of restock orders all shipped on like Monday. And so, and they also, (laughs) they, they won't send it. So if I send an order that has 150 items on it, they'll send me an invoice that has 100 items on it and an invoice that has 50 items on it because they don't want to send big, create big invoices or something. I don't know. I don't know why they do it, but that is, that's one of their steps they've taken with the Rona is that they, they break up invoices now. So I get like a slew of invoices, including my new release items. And fast forward to today, we, we, you know, receive everything, et cetera. There's no dire chasm. And there's all the rest of the product that was new releasing, except for the actual dire chasm boxes. And so, you know, I call the sales rep and they're like, yeah, I'm not sure what went wrong. <laughs> this time we were supposed to put, you know, the 30 dire chasm boxes on your, with your normal new releases. And we just didn't. So, uh, oh I'll, I'll submit the order now and, and you uh, won't get any. Well, no, I, I, I am expecting that I will get some. It's just going to be a week or two late from the. Uh, like it feels like they're almost actively trying to, you know. Maybe they're listeners. Dumpster fire your your business. <laughs> I don't, I <laughs> yeah, don't. They're 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 listening in right now, just laughing. Although well, I, I mean, kind of that. you would say that, but like you know, I I tweeted um you know some of the stuff going on and and Carl Morgan um did a a reply and he's like. Man, do I have some stories dealing with Games Workshop <laughs> the last month or two? And so, I mean, so by, this is going on everywhere, is what yes, you're saying. Yes, by no means am I a special case. In I what's would want to pull my hair out. I mean, Amazon screws up like one out of every 150 orders for me. And right. that's too, I lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's my Games Workshop story. I, I'm sorry for the people that pre-ordered Biochasm were contacting you with the bad news on the delay. Uh, but I, the, there, there, it almost feels like there is a little bit of Stockholm syndrome and, and, and thank you to the, uh, the customers who've been very, you know, understanding with it because they do kind of get it. Like it's, this is just kind of the state of things right now. And that they don't, right. they, they don't necessarily blame me so much other than, <laughs> Games Workshop, I guess, and and but they keep going back for more. Which thank you, I guess. I, I appreciate. I appreciate the orders. <laughs> so, I do have uh, so place orders with uh, discountgamesinc.com. Obviously, uh, we we have the March pre-sales up of Privateer Press and lots of cool stuff. And then check out Muse on Minis. So, I have a. I have a dang do meme to share. And this, one, <laughs> this amuses me <laughs> more than it should, partially because uh, it is the you know uh, a meme format which which I always appreciate. So this is the uh, wandering eye boyfriend where he's you know walking with his girlfriend and he looks over his shoulder at the other uh, woman appreciatively and, and the girlfriend he's with and yes. has the yeah, WTF mate? Are you doing right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the boyfriend 
his caption is uh, Padishah Emperor Saddam IV. <laughs> and the put out girlfriend, the, the one upset at his wandering eye, her caption is plans. And the, <laughs> the girlfriend that he is looking longingly at over his shoulder uh, is plans within plans. Yes. <laughs> the quality it just never ceases. Uh I, I will say so um we have one of the benefits which we haven't talked about as much on the Patreon uh podcast support tiers is if you're a brigade le level backer. Uh, we've been doing a, um, each month we randomly select someone and they get a prize. Uh, currently it has, due to the uh, age of Rona, it's, I've been contacting people and more doing like uh, sending them digital movies or uh, books that we've discussed on the, the podcast, etc. But if you, um, back that tier level you'll be eligible for that drawing and and we're, we're actually caught up we, i've been sending it out every month uh, and so that's a, a cool reward that you can be part of um and you also uh, like everyone who who backs the patreon you get early access to the episodes and you also gain access to the bonus episode so that is a well of a deal so the topic that we're gonna go over this week is I'm I guess Trevor you can help me out with this. I'm not entirely sure what is the proper title of this genre. Is it auto chess, auto battle, both, either? They're both. Both is probably the proper term. I mean, I originally it was more of a auto chess was probably the original term, but that doesn't necessarily it doesn't fit well with some well, of the games auto in the genre. Was what the uh that's what like the original mod was called, right? Wasn't it wasn't it a Dota mod at some point? Uh, I don't know the origins, um, but I do know that it do that term doesn't really fit with a lot of the games in the genre. So therefore, um, it's auto sort of battle kind auto, of game. Auto, auto battler has become kind of the more appropriate term. So I guess let me define some of the characteristics of this genre, and you can as I understand them, and you can correct me as I'm wrong. So in general, you are putting together teams to go forth and do combat. And when the combat starts, um, you're not going to have any input into the battle. That's why it's called an, an auto battle. Um, you're, basically, your whole strategy is in setting up the team, and then you'll have your opponent and and the battle will automatically resolve. And in general, when you're composing your team, for most of the genre, from what I've seen, um, a unit will have um, two characteristics. One could be uh, like a faction, and another, as an example, and another one could be a class. So, uh, for example, in one of the ones, um, like Undead would, would be your faction, and then if you're a spellcaster, that would be your class. And then... Okay. Um, another kind of defining or common characteristic, I guess would be better to say, is in general, as you get more, um, so for example, in, in one of the games I play, 
uh, as soon as you get two undead units uh, on the field, it unlocks a combat bonus. And some of them, like the it, you have to get three of the Empire to unlock that. And then it, it does kind of the same with the classes as well. As you get, you know, two or three of of a certain class, you will unlock certain bonuses. Um, and then it seems like on a, on some of them, where you place them on the battlefield, can also have some importance in in how the battle resolves. Um, but and then. When it when it comes time, basically, from the ones I've played, you'll be given a list of, say, four or five units for you to select from, and they'll have a purchase price. And you'll select which one of those you want to buy, and then you can spend money to discard those and draw a new set of uh, creatures to select from. Um, there's There's some... Of these I've played where those that the creatures you select from will automatically reset at the start of each round. Um, there's some I've played where you have to pay money to just reset it every time. Um, and then another aspect of it is kind of leveling up the creatures you have. So if I have, uh, for example, a druid, uh, when I, I can buy one star druids and when I get three, uh, one star druids, then that will make a two-star druid, which is stronger than, than the one-star, obviously. And then when I have two two-star druids, that can combine and make a three-star druid. Um, and so I, I think there's some variation in, in the different games on, on how that process will work. But in general, it seems that uh, you're, A, trying to collect multiples of, of a creature to level up the creature and then you're also trying to kind of match up uh some sweet bonuses yeah correct so is is that pretty similar to what your guys's experiences with the genre have been and am i missing or have i overstated anything um i mean there's some differences between each of the games obviously but I, i think set collection uh combination creation um positioning and um yeah and and that they automatically battle those are kind of the the core concept okay so what what have what have you guys thought of this genre these games i have like uh i fall in and out of love with it but but i only i really only play one of them okay i i have played well i've played hearthstone's battlegrounds almost exclusively uh, the other mm-hmm. one I played is uh, there's a Dota one, right? Trevor, Dota yeah. Underworlds, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. Underlords, I believe. Underlords. So I played that, but only a couple uh, miss- missions of it. I'll, I'll look it up while you're talking. But yes, it's Dota Underlords. So I've played Dota Underlords. I've played Team Fight Tactics. I have played um, Hearthstone Battlegrounds. I've played a. I've I've played. I wish I had my iPad here so I could say the, the actual names of them. Uh, one of the ones that I know that I've played the most of is there is a Might and Magic version of this oh, that I played. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. the, it actually has some kind of interesting gimmicks with it that we can get into. Um, and then there's some other ones that like 
auto chess or I, I can't remember some of the names of the other ones, but there were some more generic non-IP related ones that I played as well. So I was kind of the one who originally talked about, let's talk about this on the air. And um, one of the reasons I thought we should is because I feel like that these are just the, these are the front runners and some of them are by some fairly big uh, publishers in the industry. Uh, but I fully expect that we will see a new wave of this entire genre, sort of like what we saw for um, MOBAs, uh, say, five to ten years ago. So I expect over the next two to three years, you will see more and more of these, and a lot of them will be um, ground up. I mean, because like Hearthstone Battleground, well, all three of those, the ones that I talked about, Hearthstone Battlegrounds, Dota Underlords, and Teamfight Tactics, are all based on existing IP, and many of their rules are based on existing rules in the, you know, Underlords from Dota, Teamfight Tactics from from League of Legends, and uh, and very much so Hearthstone Battlegrounds from Hearthstone. Um, but I expect that there will be some of these that are built, you know, completely from the ground up as an auto battler over the next, you know, three to four years, and it will become more and more common that this will be kind of the new free-to-play model a popular game over the next. So the, the thing, so there's a fair number of things that I liked about when I when I've played these games, but it feels like there's going to be so many times where like my old man uh, grumpiness is going to come out. <laughs> I bounce off of like, stuff because of the tutorials because I'm like, I just don't want to know anymore. One of my one of my complaints, and like I understand that why the companies do it, etc. and and if there are new waves of these games that are new and innovative and, and aren't attached so much to strong IPs, it'll interest me more a little bit. But like, it's a huge detractor for me when uh, the basically I have to know Dota or League of Legends or or oh, I have to yeah. listen like or like I, I don't know that Hearthstone does this, but it's just my assumption that this is the case. Because, because it's Blizzard's. what Blizzard does that I'm going to have to listen to some effing Scottish accent dwarf <laughs> being an ass <laughs> in this game. I'm not even going to have it because I literally, I literally play on mute always. So I have no idea what yeah, the I've, sound I've never played Hearthstone on anything but mute. Yeah, well, he's still going to be <laughs> dancing around the damn screen. <laughs> I've never seen the dwarf. I mean... I, I don't want to, I'm not really trying to persuade you that much, Jay, but uh, I've never seen the dwarf other than the opening cinematic. I mean, I know the dwarf. I really, speak. yes. And, and, and really like it boils down to that. Uh, I find the Hearthstone slash world, Usually like that world right? or whatever that IP bugs me. So that's my own foible, whatever. But, but like I, I want to play. So obviously, I've I've enjoyed uh, the um, Might and Magic version more because it's an IP that I like, and it's actually m much more of just like a generic fantasy game. Um, but I would be much more interested in you know one of these games that is not so much tied to a IP. To an IP, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Well, tied to an well, IP that you don't would, care. Yeah. About. Yes. If yeah. you had the right IP, if it, if, you'd be all in. Yeah. I mean. If, Here's the thing. If it was a Marvel Heroes auto battle, the then next why is that not Marvel. here yet? I was like, I just realized it something. maybe already is, and we don't know about it. Yeah, that's possible. The truth is, is it's, it's on its way. It's coming. 
Yeah. I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's already out there somewhere and I just wasn't aware of it. Sure. Um, the problem with some of those is that the, some of them are just not very good. I mean, the the strength of Dota Underlords, the strength of Teamfight Tactics, the strength of of Battlegrounds is that they come from from studios who are really good at balancing and creating really good game balance. Mm -hmm. They've been, they do it every week. They're, it's, they're constantly making adjustments and figuring out how to balance things to make it work. I mean, that's their strength is that they do a good job of that. Clearly their weakness is that they, they mark, they're marketing these games to their fan base. And it's really hard for the rest of us to break in. I've played plenty of League of Legends, and it was still difficult for me to break into Teamfight Tactics. I haven't played Dota at all, and I actually enjoyed Underlords more than Teamfight Tactics, but not because of the characters or the the setting, just because I felt like it was a little bit easier interface, although I have my complaints about it as well. One of the complaints that I have about both Teamfight Tactics and Underlords, and not so much about Hearthstone, I normally feel like it's not the issue there, but is the time between rounds. So this is being sold to me as a, you don't have to be twitchy. You can just watch your guys fight. Yet in Dota Underlords and in Teamfight Tactics, the time between rounds is so short that the amount of time you have, you almost have to be twitchy with your purchases and your cells and your, mm -hmm. and your combinations. Oh, just yeah. and your, Because it happens so fast. That would make me insane. Yeah. Well, it's not that, that way in Battlegrounds. Generally, generally I have enough time between yeah. rounds to actually think about my decisions and to pick the proper cards for my build. And then I have some time to move them around, especially because they, they, it seems like they lengthen the time between rounds as the, the, they do as you get as further the into the rounds. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Underlords All does true. not do that. Wow. Under, I don't believe Underlords does that. I believe that it stays just as short regardless that of how deep you get actively into the game. hateful. Uh, it's pretty rough. I'll be honest. Um, both that one, Team Fight Tactics, there were times where I was, struggling to especially as a new player to read the tool tips quick yeah, enough yeah. to make oh, any yeah. sort of valuable decision on what I should be doing. At least in in um Battlegrounds I have time to read the tool tips and go okay yeah. And the, the, the Battlegrounds is also better at I mean Hearthstone in general is better at having simplified text on the cards as to what the cards do. I mean you get a defense stat and attack stat and then there's some text on the card. That's generally all you need to know. That it's not that simple with with the MOBA based um, auto battlers. Sure. And so, anyway, but that's my biggest complaint with those is there's no way I had enough time to figure out. And there's too many characters for me to do it. You know, I can't sit down and digest all the characters and then hop into the game and be like, okay, I'm going to do this because I'll just forget everything. I'll look at them again. I go, who was that? Who was that? Oh, I'm going to have to look at the tooltip here. Okay, well, wait, my round is over. It's going on to the next fight already. So. That's a big complaint I have about both of those. So let me let me say a few things, I guess, about um, my thoughts with um, the Might and Magic version of it. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that's kind of interesting with it is they they have this gimmick where you you say you're ready to go battle and it'll do a countdown. It usually takes very little time to um, to have it to have your game launch, um, you know, usually like five to 15 seconds and it launches and it will show you like your little avatar and then 100 other avatars. Okay. And 
it'll have your the the avatar you selected and your country flag underneath it. And one thing that's pretty cool about it is that um like it's flags from all over the world. They've they've evidently done a pretty good job making this game um popular across the world and and a lot of times I'm used to like seeing like tons of American flags, but usually I only see like a handful of uh, flags um, spread amongst like just a huge variety of different flags, which is kind of cool. Um, and so basically it's a three strikes and you're out. You can get three game losses. And when you do, you're eliminated. And these hundred people are a pod of players that are going to play until there is one player that is has not had their three strikes go through um so that's that's one of the main gimmicks of uh that game um and it's 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 kind of cool it's it's kind of interesting it it ends up playing um i've i've had uh, where i've gone to the the final match i've i've won a, a fair number of of the rounds and the amount of time it takes to go through if you go to the very end match uh usually between like 14 and 16 minutes i would say for to complete a, an entire pod um so that's that's one of the things that that, that game does um so, so are you guys ready to have your mind blown sure <laughs> the marvel auto battler is called marvel duel and it came out in july <laughs> of this year <laughs> so, yeah it's already out so should Jay be playing it right now? Like, what's going on? Well, it's gonna get it's gonna get downloaded, yeah. Because Brian's been playing. I mean, it was actually Brian who convinced me to uh, uh, try them out. He he saw something somewhere and was like, "Oh, well, we should do this." But yeah, I'll I'm, I'll try it out. It's, it's gonna be way better IP than <laughs> the other three. So I I don't know. I can't. It says that it's in the the um, it's in app store. It says it's in the App Store, but when I click on the link to the App Store, it just brings up this white blank page with nothing on it. And when I click on it on my computer, it takes me to a again a another blank page. It doesn't seem to be working. Marvel Duel, so, you said? Yeah, Marvel Duel. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't see when I do a search of the App Store, I don't see anything come Fake up. News, yeah, come Trevor, up. Fake news, Trevor. Fake news. Yeah. I mean, MarvelDuel.com. It's there. Uh, I don't understand why. They ever, I mean, it's supposedly it's been online for a while, and it <laughs> anyway. Um. So the and so I'll go ahead and I guess say a little bit about some of the my other experience with the game. So it's it is a microtransaction game, which is what I'm out. I'm out. Seems to be a, what a lot of games are doing now. Mm-hmm. Um and. So I I played played a fair bit of the game. I was doing like you'll have three heroes in your lineup. Uh, each one's leading the fight at each uh, each of your three three uh, lives or whatever. Right? You play one until they're defeated, and then it goes to the next one. Um, and so I ended up um, I did one of the, the five dollar microtransactions and, and got a hero, um, which which I don't regret. I've, I've played. You know, I got enough enjoyment out of the game to justify a $5 purchase, whatever. Um, but one of the things that's kind of weird about it is that, so if you face in this game, based on like what heroes you um, put into your uh, lineup, if you 
put stronger heroes in or the more powerful ones, you it seems like you basically get seeded into different pods of different strength. And so I went from like the newbie pod into the not <laughs> not as newbie pod and was just like went from like I was I was I felt like oh I'm I'm actually pretty good at this game to like I'm just getting like curb stomped by people <laughs> left and right because uh, they have like these more powerful heroes or ones that are more leveled up etc cetera, etc cetera. um and so that seemed kind of weird to me um the whole i don't know i i just I, I once again jay's an old man but i like i just struggle with microtransaction games because like i want to i just want to pay a price once and have the whole game Yes, I A that because I am also a, man, old man. Yes, A that, but also B, like I want to feel like um if I'm doing well in a game, it's because I am employing effective strategies or you know, etc. Right? I don't want to feel like I am getting my ass beat because this other person has pumped more money into the game than me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if, if I want if I want to keep up. I need to do like this X other purchase, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, so that's, yeah, I, that's one of the I issues think, that I have. Yeah. And clearly that's going to depend on publisher because uh, I mean, if you don't like the idea of having to buy lots of cards for Hearthstone, um, you don't have to. And if you jump into uh, battlegrounds uh, for Hearthstone, you're, you don't have to make a single purchase. Right. I'm sure there's some benefits for doing so, but you can be competitive in Hearthstone Battlegrounds um, without buying a thing. I myself I have think uh, the... 21 first place finishes without buying anything Battlegrounds related, which is not to say I haven't spent way too much money on Hearthstone. But yeah, I've spent lots of money on Hearthstone, but I haven't spent a dime on Battlegrounds. And um, while I have a lot less first place finishes than Josh does, I've also won. Um, you know, games of Hearthstone Battlegrounds. Um, so, and I think that that's probably the same for both Team Fight Tactics and Dota. I think they've they've learned to monetize their games without um, providing you a microtransaction of power, which not all free to play games have. Yeah, I like it a lot more when, um, like, what, what's the at least my understanding of this game is that it's this way. The, the uh, kind of, I, I'm blanking on the name, but it's kind of the dune, the um, uh, dungeon crawling clone that is like way more in depth than Diablo, or has a, a huge skill tree. And basically, the the microtransactions are. If no, you I'm just kidding. You're talking about um, <laughs> uh, for pity's sake. Now I'm going to be mad. I can't think of it either. Uh, it'll come back to us. Path Anyways, the, the microtransactions. Yeah, Path of Exile. Yes, yeah. The, the microtransactions are basically if you want different. It's like skins you know, and stuff, right? Avatar skins, et cetera, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is which is great, but yeah, I don't know. That's definitely a, a pet peeve that I have with um, free to play games. Um, I don't think the, the market's other thing helping that, us, Jay, because no, my, I guess another complaint I have with free to play games, or some of them, is that obviously they've done a lot of research into you know what will make them the most money. <laughs> and like, I, I want to be um, my micro transactions to actually be micro. <laughs> and, like, I, I don't, I don't feel too guilty about like uh, 
throwing five bucks every now and then, especially because like I'm used to playing an MMO subscription or whatever, right? Right, right. But some of those things are like, okay, here's this chest for fifty bucks or a hundred bucks or whatever, and like that just blows my mind, kind of because like that's that's I could have bought like that's a whole game, a real game <laughs> for for that price, right? <laughs> And I'm sure that they have wells that are just like, you know, buying those huge chests over and over and over and making it worthwhile. But yeah, it it is. Um, I mean, it's it is interesting to me. I mean, we grew up in the age of, you know, you go to the store, you buy the game, you take it home, you play it. And when you're done, you take it to the used game store and you sell it to the used game store right, yeah. and take the money that you got back from it and go buy another game. And, you know, in the free-to-play world that we live in now, the downloadable game world and the microtransaction world, none of that model works. You don't buy the game. You end up spending 10 times more than what you would have on the original game um, if you, you know, start buying those microtransactions. And then when you're done with it, um, the money is just, it's burned. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. There is no value left over. Yeah, yeah. I will say another thing that there's there's kind of, two different ways that it can go it seems like with with some of these games there's some of them that and i think that this is probably the the better design philosophy um but there's some of them that it, it feels like you you see the the characters that you have access to and based on that you need to kind of adapt your strategy on the fly and and the people who are really good at the game are the ones who are really good at adapting their strategy. The adaptation, yeah. Right. And then there's others that it feels like, some of the ones I've played where it feels like you identify what combo you like the most and you set, you will set that out. In some of the games, like the hero that you play will give you like your, your starting creatures as well. And so you'll get your your starting creatures kind of set from that, and then you already know what your strategy is going to be, and you're basically just refreshing until you get creatures that are going to meet that strategy. Um, and that one to me feels a little bit more like a lottery machine of like, okay, well, did I did this time? Did I get um, did a refresh you know, a enough times? Right? Did I get enough mm-hmm. without refreshing? Or right? How quickly I, I, did I get so the combos? I'm going to kind of disagree. Um, and maybe this is because I've actually watched good players on Hearthstone Battlegrounds on Twitch um, who are far better than me. And almost all of them late game can shift their strategy um, to something else or to the right thing by viewing what their other opponents have been doing. Yeah, I'm and I, I kind of I agree. Get, like, frustrated. Yeah, I, I, I kind of agree that for the mid-tier player that that's what they're going to be doing is it's going to feel like lottery but i think the quality players know how and when to shift shift strategies based on what their opponents are doing at least in battlegrounds and i'm certain it's probably the same in teamfight tactics and and under underlords but i you know i don't have confirmation because i've never watched it but it seems like they have the opportunity where you can sell back your heroes get something of value and use that to turn around and switch strategies um, mid to late game. I mean, certainly you can't do it on the last battle because you're going to have a tough time. But um, most of them can they can sell out a couple of heroes or a couple of cards late game and still shift strategies late. 
pretty easily and do. But I, I play like you are discussing. I mean, I, I sit there and go, I get you play focused in on, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to build the goblin deck well, and let's there's... go. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to reroll until I get the goblin I need. And... I, part of, part of the reason behind my comment is that it seemed, uh, it seemed like on some of the games, it, it varies a little bit on, um, which of those it favors more. Um, like in, in Might and Magic, it, it does seem a little bit more that you are, um, you tend to have a little bit more of a preset strategy as opposed to adapting as you go along. Um, but you know, maybe I'm just not good enough at the game. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. In Hearthstone Battlegrounds, at least my understanding or experience is like there are a limited number of certain cards and so uh, one is, of the decisions is, is the same for all of them oh okay because yeah, like one, kind one of the is like a common how quickly of cards do you rush drafting. to it okay that's part of what i enjoy about them i just love a freaking drafting mechanic i'm such a whore for that yeah I, i'm pretty sure they all have that same mechanic there is a limited pool of of available things and if you and somebody else go over that same thing and you're not willing to shift or they don't shift um you kind of both end up getting screwed Okay. Um, and then when those people get eliminated, the cards or the things, the creatures that they had generally go back into the pool. So a lot of times it'll be up to you to, it's to your value to sometimes, um, there, there's, for example, in Hearthstone Battlegrounds, there are cards that, that buff when they are brought into play, but they do nothing in play. It is, if you're the only person playing um, Murlocs, for example, it is good for you to sell that card back into the pool so that you can draft it again. And and I think that it also helps if you're playing if you're if there's say there's two Murloc players and the other Murloc player gets eliminated that's good for you because now there are more more Murloc. There's those right. back in the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. Um. So I guess if let's let's say some of our listeners if if they haven't uh, had a chance yet to to play any of this genre, uh, any advice on them in getting into the genre or or ones that they may want to. I do wonder which first. one has like the lowest barrier to entry. That's a really good question. Um, so in my experience, and would just I'm just gonna stick to the three that I've played. Mm-hmm. Hearthstone Battlegrounds is significantly easier to get into than the others. I feel like you wouldn't even have had to have played Hearthstone before. You just have to understand, you know, uh the, the general game terms. Well, which I don't think would take you that long to figure enough out. time that you the can kind of read. Yeah. Tool Correct. And the tooltips generally explain what they do as well if you read them. So um some of the mechanics about and I actually I also think that Blizzard's um uh tutorial is better than the other two's, partially because the mechanics are generally easier. I mean in, in Hearthstone Battlegrounds, your cards attack from left to right, they have certain things they do, there are certain things they have to attack first, um sometimes their attacks are random, but I mean it explains all of it in the, the uh tutorial and everything you need to know is basically on the cards that doesn't mean it's easy to master but i think of the games i've played it's the easiest one to get into okay. um, i'm sure there's probably easier ones out there but i also enjoyed there's underlords has two different play styles two different game modes okay. and one of them is called uh one of them is the standard game mode and i think the other one's like blitz or something and and um the, the standard game mode requires that you get three of each type. So Jay talked about how you level up the character. So you have to have three of, say, three, he used druids as the example. You have to have three level one druids to make one level two druid. And then you have to have three, he said two level two druids to make a level three druid. In 
in the base game of Underlords, you actually have to have three of each level. So you have to have three level twos to make a level three. That sounds like a lot of but work. But in their Blitz, yeah, it is a lot of work, and it's very difficult to to get that many. I, but in their base or in their their Blitz version, which is the faster version, um, it is more like what Jay is talking about. You have to have three to create the level two. You have to have two to create the level three, and you're done. Um, or you might even only have to have one extra one or something. I don't know. It just it simplifies it considerably, and the game mode is much faster to play from beginning to end. My issue with it is still the time between rounds. But I, I like where some of that stuff gets simplified. If you can make that whole set collection quicker or easier rather than a long, drawn-out, uh, you, you know, go-fish scenario, if you have any right. sevens. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, any any final thoughts on on these games? Yeah, how soon will we get a report on Marvel Duel, Jay? I did look up their Twitter account. <laughs> okay. And they had like a bunch of stuff around July 30th when they launch. And then they didn't have another tweet until October 23rd. <laughs> and Which said we're closing this, the shop down. No, it says Marvel Duels is now available for players in Taiwan, Hong Kong, Macau, and Singapore. And that's it. They've been radio <laughs> silent since then. Okay, sounds like a great game. I'm sure it'll that be lots of fun. Seems wild. <laughs> yeah. I the reason the reason I brought Marvel up at all was because Marvel is one of those um IPs that there are literally hundreds of games for in the like they must license it to basically every studio out there. Right. And 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 right. many of those games are cheap, crappy games with really poor mechanics with the Marvel characters pasted on top. Um uh, and they don't, in my opinion, they don't have a great history of great mobile games. They're just, they are quick flash in the pan. Here, give us all your money and then we will quit supporting the game. Well, when I click it on the link in one of their tweets, it pulls up the app store and I get a message that says app not available. This app is currently not available in your country or region. So, uh, but then it also has, I, I get the, the news update in the App Store that says that the game of the year is Legends of Rune Terra, a beautiful flexible card game that breaks boundaries. No, I have enjoyed Legends of Rune Terra, but that's, that doesn't have an auto battler that I know of. No, it's oh, not. Okay. It's, a, it's a collectible card game. Your favorite yeah, genre. Favorite. Yeah. I'm in line right now. Excellent. All right. Uh, Josh, do you, do you have a dad joke for us? You want to do you want to hear something mean about the dad jokes? Sure. I had yeah. one ready yesterday, but it was in the bonus episode, and apparently you don't ask me this question during <laughs> bonus episodes. I did a dang do meme at the start, Josh. That should have warned you. Well, I will tell you that as a driver, Jay, I do have a fear of speed bumps, but I'm slowly getting over it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, hit us up with. Uh, what you guys think of this genre and any that you especially like or don't like of this genre and any that you especially like or don't like.